episode number 116. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach Janine Esbrand. Are you eager to get unstuck and figure out what you would actually like to do with your career next? Have you been going around in circles trying to figure it out but getting no further forward? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my signature group program, the Career Clarity Academy. Changing career direction can feel overwhelming and daunting, but it doesn't have to be. In my signature program, we give you clear, step-by-step, proven processes for getting completely clear on what it is that you want to do and understanding how you can leverage your existing experience and position yourself to attract and land a dream role. To find out more, head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash academy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Before we dive into today's episode and talk about your job search and why you should avoid being too modest in your job search, I want to do a quick listener shout out to a group of young boys called the Young Kings. Now, these young boys are not yet teenagers and they're already thinking ahead around their career choices and have taken the initiative to interview different people about their backgrounds and about their roles and just to find out what it looks like for them in their particular professions and I think it's fantastic because when I was eight years old I decided I wanted to be a lawyer but I didn't do any research I didn't speak to any lawyers I didn't really know what it would look like I just had an idea in my head and so I just want to commend these young men for being proactive for thinking ahead for looking ahead rather than just saying when I grow up I want to be a lawyer or a doctor or an artist or a footballer. It was such a fun conversation with them and it was great to to get an insight into how they're thinking and what's important to them at this stage of their lives. I look forward to when their podcast Young Kings is launched and I want to just say Romario and to all your friends well done and keep doing what you're doing. All right on to today's episode. I want to talk about a topic that has come up more than twice this week with clients I've been working with and it is the topic of um, modesty when it comes to your job search right and so the title of today's episode is there is no place for modesty when it comes to your job search and the reason why I want to talk about this is because I have been working with clients who are working on positioning themselves for opportunities right and then when we start diving in and I start asking them more about themselves, about their experience, about what they've done in the past, I always uncover gems. So like they will say things and they will they will kind of gloss over parts of their experience. And I have to say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, wait, back up a little bit. What was that you just said? And then they'll share it. And then I'm like, that is gold. Considering the position that you want to be applying for, 
Like, we should really be making a big deal about this. And they're like, oh, you know, I never really thought about that. Or, oh, I didn't really want to kind of come across as too much or too arrogant or, you know, bigging myself up too much. And I'm like, listen, if you are not willing to talk about what it is that you can bring to the table, then how are they going to know? How are they going to know what it is that you can offer if you're not talking about it? And so I wanted to really break this down today and share with you three things that tend to come up or three ways that people are thinking about things that prevent them from really showing up fully, whether that is in their applications, whether that is on their LinkedIn profile, whether that is when they actually get in the door and they're having an interview. Like these are three things that I want you to think about if you're in that stage where you're considering making a career change or you're in that job search process, are you doing these things? And what can you be doing to address that, right? So the first thing is really, really, really common. I see this all the time when I'm reviewing CVs or resumes. Too general, too general. So when you're talking about what it is that you've done within an organization, you're talking very generically and generally about what you have done within, you know, your role. Like your responsibilities include X, Y, and Z, or you've um, helped to do this, or you may well group what you've done with the team. So I was part of a team that did this, right? But it's really important to get specific because if I'm reviewing your your documents or if I'm sitting on the other side of an interviewing table, I want to know specifics. Like what specifically have you done? And when you're thinking about those specifics, I know that you have done some amazing things. Like you're an ambitious person. You've done a lot. You've been involved in a lot of either transactions, in projects, different things in your career. So when you say, you know, I've managed projects, like that's too general. What projects? Tell me more about the projects. I want to know the specifics. Like the example that always comes to mind for me. So I was working with a client last year, absolutely amazing florist who worked in massive companies on really some really high profile projects. So when we were talking about her experience and considering the things that she has done, she was she was being generic, right? She was being general in her description. She was she was saying, yeah, I've done some high profile events. I've I've traveled internationally. I've done some, you know, I've worked for some big names. I was probing, I'm digging deeper, right? So I'm like, okay, tell me a bit more about that. Let's dig deeper. So then as we dig deeper, she then shares, oh, so when I'm saying internationally, I'm saying high profile events. I mean, like London Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week. I'm like, hold on a minute. You can't just say I've worked for high profile events and not mention that you've been involved and worked on some key displays within London Fashion Week or Paris Fashion Week. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I should totally mention that. And I also did the floristry for Alexander McQueen's funeral. I'm like, listen, where is that on your CV? Where is that? I do not see it anywhere. It's not on the cover letter that you just gave me. It's not on the CV. She's like, oh yeah, I just didn't, you know, I didn't think to mention it. I'm like, no. See, what we need to be doing is getting really, really specific and taking the time to not be, oh yeah, I've done this and I've done this in the two, three, five years that I've been in this role, but really like listing it down. Get your pen and paper out, write down, bullet point, what are some of the key projects that I've worked on? What are some of the key results that I've been able to get for people? Because when you can get specific, 
about those things, then it's possible for someone else to be able to like latch onto that. If I'm reading through a ton of applications and I see someone who says, I worked at London Fashion Week, I immediately know the caliber of that person's expertise, because if they weren't good, they wouldn't have been hired to work on that project, right? So if you have stuff like that in your arsenal, in your experience, and you are not sharing that, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not demonstrating what you can really do. You're just being generic and generic descriptions of what you've done are easily looked over. But when you get specific about your experience and not only your experience, but the impacts that you've made and the results that you've got for people, that's when you're able to stand out. That's when people are like, oh, this is interesting. I want to learn more about this person. I want to learn more about what it is they can do for us. The second thing is not wanting to come across as too arrogant, right? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be too bullshit. I don't want to be seen as tooting my own horn. I just, I, I don't want to come across as that type of person. If you are thinking that, then I guarantee you are not that type of person. If you're even thinking, I don't want to come across as too arrogant, then the likelihood is you are not doing enough to come across as arrogant, even if you are going to toot your own horn, right? And so it's recognizing that if it's hard for you to show up and talk about what you've done, then maybe you need to switch your mindset about how you're thinking about it. Instead of saying to yourself, you know, I don't want to come across as too arrogant, let's think about the fact that you could be the perfect person for this position. You could be the person that helps this company or helps this organization or helps this client to get to where it is they want to go, right? So if you are not willing to show up and share with them why you're the best person, then you're doing them a disservice. Because you're, you're not allowing them to have the opportunity to recognize that you are the right person for this particular role. So if it's hard for you to promote yourself, then put yourself in a position of service. Like I am being of service to this organization or to these, to this, this opportunity by making sure that I fully articulate why I am a good fit for this role and what I'm able to bring to the table based on my previous history, based on results that I've got in the past. And I think that it's, it's definitely for females, it's, it's, it's hard, right? And I guess as you grow up and various experiences that you might have had, maybe someone said to you when you were younger, you know, you're being a bit too loud about that or you're talking about yourself too much and you shouldn't be promoting yourself too much or, you know, you should be modest or you should be humble. And there is a time and place for that. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be a humble person. I'm not saying that you should always wanting to be like front and centre and shouting about what it is that you are able to do. But there's a time and place for everything. And when it comes to the job search process, it is your time to shine. Like it's your time to give them what it is that you are able to do. Because the reality is, if they're looking at your application, they're not going to look at it for very long. Or like it's a few seconds that a recruiter is going to look at your CV or your resume, your cover letter. If you're in an interview situation, they're not going to they're not going to spend that long in that space with you. And if you are someone who may be coming by an opportunity via a referral, but the only way they're going to be able to refer you is if you have talked about the fact that you can do X, Y, and Z. So when you're thinking about your goals and you're thinking about what it is that you want to achieve when it comes to your career change, it comes to you landing that role, you really need to step back and say, like, what is it that I want to achieve? 
Why do I want to get there? And what is it that I can bring to the table? And when you recognize that, then you're going to be in a better position to talk about it right? So take some time to do some reflection. If you find yourself like shying away and not really wanting to put yourself out there, maybe you haven't fully reminded yourself of how awesome you are. Maybe you haven't taken the time to go through a list and say, you know what, in my professional career, what have I achieved so far? Because if you do that, and if you honestly sit down and look at like the education that you have, if you look at the courses that you've taken, if you look at the clients that you've worked with, if you look at all of the things that you have achieved, it's going to be so much easier for you to say, yes, I am a valid candidate. I am a good candidate. I am worthy of this opportunity, right? So that's the second thing, like not wanting to seem too arrogant is holding people back, might be holding you back. And then the third thing is feeling like you have to wait for permission to share. Like feeling like you only can, you know, you can only give an answer to a question that is asked. So if they ask me, if they ask me a question, about this specific thing, then I will share a response. But here's the thing. An interview job search process is a two-way street. So yes, there may be questions that they ask you on the application, or yes, there may be things that you think you should be putting on your CV. But if you know that you have some experience that is a bit left field, out of the box, or if you have something that you've done that you know is going to have you standing out as a candidate, then you need to make sure that you weave that in. So even if they don't ask you a direct question, you go into whichever situation this is, whether that is you presenting your pitch document or whether that is you in an interview situation and you have like, what is it that I want to make sure that they know about me? What do I need to make sure that before they finish reading this or before I leave this place, they know about me so that they know that I am a good candidate for this position? Like you should really know what that is because they might not ask you a specific question, but you can make sure that you weave that in at some point, right? So classic example for me is I was applying to uh, become a lawyer at the beginning of my career. And there were so many people, so many students, law students coming out of law school, applying to law firms in the same way that I was. So I did a, a 12 month internship in New York City. So I spent a year in New York. I worked in a law firm over there. I gained experience and it was an amazing experience. So when I came back, Every single application that I did and every single interaction that I got into with anybody who was able to, you know, open a door or potentially open a door, I talked about New York. I talked about New York because I knew that that was something that would differentiate me from my competition. They would remember, oh, the girl who did an internship in New York, because not everybody does that. So even if they didn't ask me a question about have you done an internship or is there anything like, you know, that you've done in terms of working overseas, I would make sure that if there was an open question or, you know, when they say, tell me about yourself, I would make sure that I mentioned that. And like when I'm looking at now as a business owner and I'm looking at speaking opportunities, if I'm talking about a potential speaking opportunity, I'm going to mention that I've done a TEDx talk. Why? Because not every speaker has done a TEDx talk. And so for you, what is that? What is the thing that helps you to stand out from your competition? And this is particularly relevant if you're someone who's saying, I want to make a career shift and I want to make a career change, because you may be feeling like, well, I don't have all of the experience that other people who have been in this industry for a long time have. That may be true. But what you do have is all of your prior experience, 
all of your prior experience that that immediately makes you stand out if you're moving into a different industry. So how can you look at that experience and say, well, what about what I've done in the past is going to be really, really relevant and really, really useful for the type of role that I'm moving into. And let me make sure that I'm talking about that. Let me make sure that I'm articulating that effectively. Right. So those are really like the three things that I think are holding people back from really standing in the fact that you are a valid candidate. You are someone who can bring value to the table. You are somebody who is going to be an asset to the organization that you're going to be moving into potentially. Right. So in order for them to see you as an asset, you first have to believe that you would be an asset to their organization and you have to be able to articulate why that is the case. So to recap, the three things that may well be holding you back from really standing in the fact that you are a good candidate and that you are someone that they should hire. First thing is being too general. So really being general in your in your pitch documents. And when I say pitch documents, I'm talking about you pitching yourself. So via your CV, your resume, your LinkedIn. If you're being too general about what you've done in the past and your experience, it's really hard for people to latch on to anything around like, oh, this person's worked on this particular project. They worked on this big thing. They've worked with this big company. So being more specific in that area is really, really really vital in order for you to stand out and be someone who they want to learn more about. The second thing is not wanting to come across as too arrogant. Like there's a time for everything, right? And when it comes to your job search, worrying about being too arrogant is not that it's not that time. It's not that time. Like you need to sell yourself. You need to put your best foot forward. You need people to see how good you are. And they're only going to do that if you communicate that. And then the last thing is feeling like you can only share what they ask you about, like making sure that you know what it is you want to share ahead of time so that you can articulate that is important. You can fit it in however you need to fit it in, but make sure that you're communicating, whether that is your pitch document or whether that is when you are in a room, you're communicating those things that you know are going to help you to stand out as a candidate right? So those are my three things that I want you to focus on, particularly if you are in that phase of saying, yeah, I'm I'm actively looking to make a move or I am actively interviewing or I'm actively applying for particular roles. Really need to like address that because it's crazy to me that I've seen it so much with clients and I had a coaching session with someone this morning and we were having a very, very similar conversation. She was talking about people that she's worked with who are so general in the way they're describing things. And she's she's found herself having to say to people, yes, but what did you do? Like, what was your contribution? And what was the result of what you did? And when she's probed in the same way that I've probed with my clients, what's come out has been goals, like really, really good information that they can then use to position themselves in a light where people are going to say, yeah, I want to learn more about you and what you're able to do. So I know that it's not easy. (laughs) I know that it's not easy to um, really draw out some of those things for yourself. Like there's there's been times where, you know, when I speak to people and I say to them, oh, that's gold. They never realized it. They didn't recognize it. They glossed over it. And it's hard when you're looking at it for yourself. When you're looking at it for someone else, it can be easier for you to identify, oh, that's a good point. That's good experience. That's something you really want to hone in on. But when you're doing it for yourself, I appreciate, I fully appreciate that it can be hard. So if you're somebody who is at the stage now where you're saying, you know, I'm ready to make a move in my career, but I'm not quite sure how I go about making this happen, then I want you to reach out to me, uh, book a call with me. Let's have a chat and see if and how I can support you. And because I think it's really, 
really, really important, particularly now as we're going through what all that we're going through. And yes, the marketplace is not as it was before, but there are still opportunities out there. So we don't want you to be wasting opportunities because, you, you know, an opportunity has come up and you haven't properly articulated all that you're able to bring to the table. You haven't fully shown up and demonstrated to them how awesome you are. It's awesome to be here with you and I'll be back again very, very soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Changemaker podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to let me know what your biggest takeaway has been. So head over to Instagram, tag me at Career Changemaker and let me know your thoughts. What did you like most about today's episode? I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, keep working towards your career goals and we will speak very, very soon.